looking to better balance your life and weight? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Shred Life Podcast, providing you the guidance and tools to become a new version of yourself with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. What is up, Shredders? Hey, everybody. I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling good, too. Yeah? Yeah. It's a good day. It is. It's sunny. It's beautiful. Right. Got rid of a bunch of junk. I think that feels good. We did. We did some serious spring cleaning and we actually had somebody come to the house and remove so it. So you can take all your junk and just put it in the driveway and look like a hoarder for like an hour. Yeah. Until the junk guy shows up and then he collects it all and takes it away and sweeps it up. And you're just like, oh my God, there's so much space now. Yeah. yeah. It was it was good. Yeah. So I'm just feeling good. And that was like you feel 8 li- you feel lighter. Yeah. I feel like I just added more to my weight loss journey. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Well, you just have so much more clarity. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's true. Speaking of weight loss journeys, what do you want to talk about today? I want to talk about making time. What? Yes, making time. Because when it comes to weight loss, we've heard it all. All of it. Over the past eight years of working with clients in weight loss, we've heard every excuse you can think of. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Horrible. Some of them have been relatable. And some. some of, and some <laughs> of them have been absolutely outrageous. But the one thing they all have in common is time. Yeah, what it all boils down to, what you know, what I hear from everybody is, I just don't have the time. So today we wanted to talk to you about making the time. So let's be honest. Most of us can't imagine taking on another project, another job, another goal because we're just too busy. I mean, when I think about taking on yet another job or something else to do, my first thought isn't, I'm too busy. Otherwise, I wouldn't have the multiple jobs I have today and the multiple responsibilities and the things I have to dedicate to and the things I volunteer do and all those things. I just wouldn't do them if I had that mindset, right? It's just we are too busy is what we all think. Right. But the thought of losing weight can sometimes seem overwhelming. So you have to go to the gym. You have to go for a walk. You'll have plans. You have to plan your meals, sorry. You'll have to prep your food. You have so much that you're not doing today, and it just seems overwhelming. Right, and we all get into that. I mean, if you look at any task as it is, it just seems so overwhelming. When you look at it as a whole, so when you think, oh, I have to lose 50 pounds, and you start to think about going to the gym, going for the walk, prepping your food, and all of that, it's all, at the end of the day, the easiest decision to make is no decision, Mm -hmm. which is stay the course, do Mm -hmm. what you're doing today. Mm -hmm. But if you're unhappy and you need to lose 50 pounds, what you're doing today isn't helping you in no, any way. No, So and you need to change. And we have to remember, our brain doesn't like change. Our brain says, you know what's the easiest thing to do? Nothing. 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 Yeah. And I love it. I love doing nothing. But, but that's what puts us in these terrible places. But don't forget, more is lost by indecision than wrong decision mm-hmm. all the time. So mm-hmm. anytime you have something in your life, there's always two ways to go on everything. It's make a decision or have indecision. And indecision is staying the course, not changing. Mm -hmm. Decision is actually deciding to do something differently in your life. I was coaching a client last week about this, right? Indecision versus decision. And it wasn't in their head. It was just, well, I have two decisions to make. I either stay where I am or I take this new opportunity. And no, no, no. You have one decision to make. You either take the new opportunity or you don't. That's the decision. Because your worst case scenario, if that new opportunity didn't work out is that you'd be right back where you yeah. are. And nobody thinks of it like that. Everybody's just kind of like, 
either I take this one thing or, or my, life my life drastically <laughs> turns and goes down the hole. Right. And it's like, actually, the only thing that happens if you don't take that new opportunity is you stay right where you are. But it's the same with weight loss. People think either I'm going to be really successful and lose the weight or I'm going to be 50 pounds overweight and I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. Guess what, honey? You are. Yeah. <laughs> you're 50 pounds overweight and you're miserable. Well, that's just it. So many people like... I really challenge you to think of if you've got, you know, decisions you're trying to make and everything, think of what your worst case scenario is because, because your worst case scenario, it, I feel badly saying it because so many people are like, what is your worst case scenario is you're where you are today. Your worst case scenario is your current reality. Yeah. So you're living your worst case scenario and you're deciding whether you should change or not. Yeah. (laughs) Like give that real thought people. (laughs) That's where the coaches come in and we're on the outside because... We just sit there and go, hmm, well, really? To, I mean, when you have these big decisions, I, I am definitely one of them. When you have these big decisions in front of you, the problem is so huge in front of your face yeah. that you can't see around it. You can't see up. You can't see down. You can't see side to side. And that's where... An outsider, not a friend, who goes, it is true. It's such a big problem. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so hard. You know what? We might as well go out for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. We should just go out and talk about this. Yeah. (laughs) Tacos. Somebody's hungry. Um, No, Cinco de Mayo. That's that's what's amazing about a coach is a coach can completely sit back, non-judgmental, is not on any one side, period, there's completely here, neutral. Right? And you can just say, do you see this problem? Like, I see that it's the biggest thing you can see, but do you know that it's actually not that big in front of you? You're just so close up right. to it. And here's what I here's the way I like to define it, because we talked about this a little bit. There's a difference between therapy and coaching and friends, yeah. right? Those are the three ends of the spectrum. Friends are the ones who are like, oh, my God, that is horrible. Don't worry about it. And just, like encourage you you know you don't look that he, bad he is the worst he is the he? worst and yeah. that I, I, there's no way you're up 50 pounds i don't yeah. see that on you you're fine yeah. right yeah. that's a friend okay the other end of the spectrum is a therapist who when you're like i just don't have the time i mean and if i don't lose the weight i'm going to be 50 pounds overweight and miserable which is your current reality remember that and the therapist will sit there and go mm, tell me more right and they'll keep engaging you to just mm-hmm. keep dwelling in your pool of and, misery. And it'll and the somehow middle, go to a past, well, it's because it's your mother your did it's this. She had chocolate bars when you were growing up, <laughs> and, but it's and all her fault. I respect therapists. Nothing against therapists, no, no, right? No, but it's, it's but past focused. It's past focused. And then coaching is all about future focus. And so coaching is where, you know, we kind of pretend we're your friend in a way where we're like, yo, let's let's talk today. Let's let's have a conversation. Tell me what's up. What's going on with your marriage? What's going on with the weight loss? And you start talking. And then we're that friend who's like, Cut the bullshit. Here's the reality. Well, I was <laughs> going to say, just like, whoa, whoa, what it's, happened? It's one better than a friend. Well, it's one it. step up because we're actually helping you. Yeah. We're not just sitting by your side, helping you, you know, get through tomorrow. So you heard it. Your coach can be your only true friend in life. It's your coach. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it's your I'm best saying, friend. I'm it's the friend who really cares you've enough got to your tell friends you. friends who like help motivate you through life, whereas a coach helps you figure out life. Right. And so that's what we want to do today in talking about time, because the reality is, I mean, the the bottom line reality is losing weight takes no additional time Mm -hmm. than gaining weight does. Mm -hmm. I actually think it takes more effort. And you can talk to someone like you talk to athletes who need to, you know, wrestlers and that who need to get into a certain weight class. Mm -hmm. Right. And they actually need to put on weight before a competition. I am telling you that I think while people may not agree with me who are currently overweight, it takes more effort to gain the weight 
than it does to lose the weight, is my personal opinion. Because when, I've, I've done both. When you also have to give credit to those people, that's also their full-time job. Most of the time, yes. For, for these athletes and things yeah. like that, people are like, oh, they have to work out all day long. Right. And there are so many people on this planet who would say, I would rather spend my day in a gym than spend my day at an office typing. Absolutely. Right? So, I mean, they both require food, planning, and effort. It just comes down to where you concentrate the effort because the food and the planning are the same. You have to plan to go out for dinner every night. That just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. You have to plan what fast food restaurant you're going to go to. Mm -hmm. Planning can also be for gaining weight, Mm -hmm. but you can change that planning, right? It takes the same amount of effort to make a reservation at a healthy restaurant or to look at the menu beforehand and choose something good than it does to just show up and choose the bad food. Right. right. So you Same have, effort. You have to be conscious of the time because right. time is the factor that we all have in common. All right. Nobody is unique with no time. purple unicorns no. with time. No. We all have 24 hours in a day and we all get to decide how we use each and every one of them. Right. Okay. So how much time does it really take? Well, let's let's look at it. If you can't find the time, it's not a lot of time. We're talking can you carve out 15 to 20 minutes a day for yourself? And, and that's for yourself. You can choose what to do with that. Some people go for a walk. Some people do this, right? If you can't really carve out 15 to 20 minutes in a day, you don't have a life. You're not living your life. I have four words. Put your phone down. <laughs> well, if you put your I'm not phone asking you to carve down, out three hours no. a day. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's actually, I was listening to another podcast and she was saying how there is actually an app you can go on. That tracks. That tracks how <laughs> much time you spend looking yes. at social media. Oh, I think each and every one of you should do that. I, I dare think you. From now on, anyone who tells me they don't have the time, I'm going to force them to put that app on their phone and I want the results in one week's yeah, time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, either they're going to stop using their phone because they don't want to show how much they used it and they're going to have tons of time. I did it for one day and I was <laughs> mortified and I deleted it and I just thought, okay. And I'm pretty sure I laid off that I don't have time or I'm so busy sure. for like a solid week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we love to engage in being busy, right? And so you ask, how much time does it really take? It really doesn't take that much time, guys. But the reality is, if you're starting out on this, or if you're in the place that says, I don't have the time, you're probably not going to be easily convinced in a you know 20-minute podcast that that's not true. Mm-hmm. So instead, we like to focus on you know what we're going to talk about later in the show is things that take no additional time at all that can help you towards your goal, things that will not take more time out of your day. So we can't add more minutes or hours to our day no. or even just extra days. That would be amazing. But it's Someone's got to come up with that. Yeah. Seriously, where is, uh, where is Apple on that one? Yeah. <laughs> Their watch has 27 <laughs> hours. <Right>. And <laughs> How do I make more time in my life? That is, I think. That's the million dollar that's, question. That's the million dollar question. This, this, yeah. this podcast, while we focus on weight loss, could work with anything, right? People at work, people trying to figure things out, entrepreneurs. How do I make more time in my life? Well, let me tell you something. I I feel I'm really good at making time in my life when I want things, right? Well, that's that's the key. So number one, you have to figure out what you want. Because if what you want is losing weight and growing your business and you spend all your time, uh, you know, volunteering at a local place or whatever, if it doesn't align with your goals and your values, Stop doing it. If it does, then that's perfect. I'm if not you want saying to lose stop volunteering. No, not stop, stop volunteering, but, but there's maybe gotta be don't do as else. much yeah. outside of there if you don't have time to do things that are actually meaningful to you. It's about applying value to what you want. And exactly. so you have to make sure that your value chain looks so, 
proper. If I gave you $86,400 every day and you had to spend them every day, right? And you had to be at zero at the end of every day. You have to choose where you're going to spend that money, mm-hmm. right? Are you going to go spend it on a car if you don't have a driver's license? Probably not. But that's what people do every day. Mm-hmm. They take 86,400 seconds that they have in a day and they spend it on things that bring them no value in their life. Mm-hmm. So if I'm giving you 86,400 seconds, I want you to do a financial audit right now. Do a financial audit of your day and say you had $86,400. Where did you spend each one of those dollars? Doing that financial audit will really carve out where are you wasting time? Where are you wasting things that don't bring you value? That's that's something that I often talk to um, clients who sure. are having relationship issues. Right. I said, if you equated your time, <clears throat> sorry, your time as money... Would you feel comfortable knowing that you're throwing thousands of dollars at that person all day long? Not because you're actually talking to them or doing something with them, but you're spending so much time in your head analyzing things, worrying about things, being angry about things. Are you comfortable that you're giving that person money all day long? And do you even realize that? you're spending all of that time in your day, like how much time you're using up in a day on that person when it could even just be a totally negative thing. Yeah. Like, can, could you find yourself in a week, right? In a week, can you find yourself three hours? That's 20 minutes a day and maybe like 40 minutes on a Sunday, right? Yeah. Three hours out of your week. Could you find three hours? If you say three hours out of my week, I'd be like, no, no chance. No. When you start breaking it down. 15 15 to 20 20 minutes minutes a day. day. Yeah. And then you need a little bit more time, 40 to 60 minutes on a Sunday or whatever day works for you yeah. to prep your stuff out, right? Or yeah. buy your food and do that kind of thing. That's what you need to find out. But the first question you ask is, are you worth that? Mm-hmm. Because if you can't find 20 minutes a day, you are not living your life. You're living your family's life, your kid's life. You're living your husband's or wife's life. Mm-hmm. You're living your job's life. You're living someone else's life if you really can't carve out 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that 20 minutes... I'm not saying you have to be sweating for 20 minutes or you have to be doing this. I'm saying that you have to find 20 minutes a day for yourself. If it's reading a book, then read the book. But you have to invest in self-love and self-discipline and self-care. Ask yourself how much time you do spend in a day on self-care. I think that's a great question too. That's the first question of your financial audit. A quick way to feel shame. (laughs) Right. Out of your $86,400, how much of that was spent on you and how much on other people? Yeah. Right? And you can't just pull out the whole... Um, you know, while I give all my time away to other people Mm. and that's what I do. I'm a giver. At the end of the day, guys, that money's going to run out, Mm -hmm. right? And you're going to not have something to give one day. Mm -hmm. And so unless you invest a little bit in yourself, like if I had $86,400 and I wanted to really change the world, I would take a portion of that and invest it every day so that I would have returns later in life Mm -hmm. and then I would give the rest away. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. But if I gave it all away, eventually I'm going to run out of money. Well, and you have to remember the people who you're giving it to are taking it. Right. And what is the return you're getting from, from all that. of that? Because it's oh, but I oft- feel good. It's often well, they feel better now. Do you and feel good like, giving all your time to your job? Great. Do you really? That's great that they <laughs> feel better. But guess what? No matter how much time you gave them, yeah. however amazing you think it was, you can't control how it works out for them. No. So you really have to look at that investment. Like, what if you gave the money to someone, a charity, for instance, mm-hmm. and they just said, "Oh." Okay, thanks. And walked away. They didn't show like gratitude. They weren't impressed. They they may have thought the amount was kind of small compared to what they normally which get. Which is which is often the reaction we're looking for. We're looking for some sort of gratitude. Oh, some people sort say of they're appreciation. not. Yeah. 
I'm calling yeah. you out on that one. But you want to feel good Just about at, what you at do. At least a thank you. Yeah. That's always a thing I, I yeah. I think I think that episode of Friends proved there is no selfless act, right? <laughs> yeah. When Phoebe was trying to do something good for someone else that didn't do something for her, every time she did something, it made her feel good. Yeah. Right? And so, like, she she got stung by a bee to save a kid from being stung by a bee. And then she gave money to a charity and things like that. And then the reality is, every time she did it, it made her feel good. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. There is no selfless act in the world. Yeah. And those people who try to find those are just searching for, you know the ghost that doesn't yeah. exist kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but finding more time is really making more time, right? So we all have time. If you're looking for time, you have 24 hours in a day. The time is there. If you're looking to make more time in your life, there's no secret formula, guys. It's just actively making more time, mm-hmm. which means looking at everything you do today, cutting out the BS, the stuff you don't need to be doing that doesn't bring you value, mm-hmm. and instead inserting the things that do bring you value. Mm-hmm. And if right now one of your values and goals, your strongest ones that you want bad enough, is to lose that weight, then you will put the time in. And you if need you, to, yeah, you need to increase the value on it. If you don't want that bad enough and the value is low and you keep it low, then you're going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to stop doing it the second it gets difficult, which will be very quickly. Very, <laughs> very, very, very quickly. quickly. <laughs> like day one, First meal, when you pull out... After the, breakfast, yes. and you realize breakfast didn't come <sighs> with a dessert. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, dessert, what is this? Dessert at breakfast. <laughs> okay, um, we all have our things. So, but the reality is, right, that some people just still won't get it. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be really cool to go through some tips. Some tips that take no time. I mean, we're, we're being real here, guys. Zero time out of your day to do these things, okay? This is what you've been listening for. Here's the key. Number one, stand more than you sit. Simple. You're at work all day anyway, yeah. right? If you sit at work all day, I am just asking you to stand more than you sit. Mm-hmm. It's proven that will increase your metabolism, right? Blood flow, everything will be working. Digestion will be working better. You'll be happier. Your happy hormones start releasing when you're standing versus sitting, right? When you're very sedentary, you become very lethargic. When you're standing, you're a bit more vital, right? So true. So stand more than you sit. I'm not saying you have to stand all day. I'm saying stand more than you sit. So if you sit for 20 minutes, get up and stand for 21 minutes. Right. You just did it. Yeah. Right? Um, Um, Another really good one is swap fast food for fresh food. And I mean, that, that just kind of no speaks for itself. Yeah. But if you actually calculate the amount of time that you spend sitting in your car in a drive through um, waiting to get to the ordering part and then paying and then you sit in your car and you eat the food and everything, it takes the same amount of time to drive up to another quick restaurant, but that offers salads, that offers... Um, but the reality is most fast food places do. Like... Even if you don't want to completely change your day, they, they I, I know. So here's the tips for that. Okay. You yeah, go through so a drive through. We need to add some tips. The salad is good. Anything that comes in the package that you can just open the lid and eat is good for you. Anything that comes in a side container to add to the salad is not good for you. Yeah. So when they give you the cheese and the tortilla strips and the chili and all this stuff separate, there's a reason they're not putting that on the go salad. Go online and look at the, the calorie content of all of that. because Most salads at McDonald's, you could actually have a Big Mac for less calories yes. than for their full salad. And I choose the Big Mac. I, I would too. <laughs> every day of the week. But the reality is, but that's if not you eat I'm the at, salad yeah. properly with just the dressing, and I don't put the croutons and the cheese and all the toppings and all that on. And not the, the 300 calorie dressing that you would Ridiculous. have thought 
was, you know, maybe 20 calories because it's just a small salad. Not at all. No. So swapping fast food for fresh food, even in the same restaurants, right? When you're sitting at a restaurant, to look at the left-hand side of the menu near the top where it says like salads versus looking at the right hand where it says entrees. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, especially in the States, it's like buy one here and we'll send one home for you for free. Oh, gosh, yes. (laughs) They're just so large and unnecessary. So it takes the same amount of effort to order a salad as it does a burger. Yeah. Just and there's and, no additional time there. And pretty much all of these places too, you can say what your favorite burger is and ask for it as a salad or with no bun. Yeah. And some places will even chop it up for you. So you can have like a, a Big Mac I was salad. Say, it's one of the reasons I love Wahlburgers so much yeah. is because any burger on their menu, you can get as a chopped salad. Yeah. They take the burger, they take a salad, they put the burger and all the toppings that come with the burger, the sauce, the pickles, everything on the salad. And they take two knives and they chop it all up, put it in a bowl, and you walk out with a burger salad. It's the same with pita pit. That's like my yeah, favorite. It's amazing. Yeah. You just but get no pita. It's available. Yes. And it takes no additional time. And don't be afraid to ask because I guarantee you are not the first person to ask this. Right. Now, here's a couple that will actually give you more time back in your life, believe it or not. Ooh. Stop snacking. Oh, it's true. Sadly, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Just stop. It. Yeah, just, just stop. There's there's no conversation here, guys. It's just stop snacking. Yeah. Think about how much time you'll have in your life. Yeah. You don't have time to work out. Add up all the times that you stand in front of the cupboard, staring deeply into the abyss, looking for that snack. Well, and I mean, the snacks are also also just as much about the snack as they are about taking that break you think you it's need. It's discomfort. Yeah. You have discomfort at some point. Every time you go for a snack, I guarantee you to look back five minutes in your life, like hit rewind and watch where the discomfort come and put yep. it in slow motion. And you can be like, all right, there. Yeah. That's where I got uncomfortable and got up and went for a snack. As soon as, as soon as a work commercial gets, comes on. Oh yeah. As I'm as, uncomfortable. As soon as work gets hard for me, I just I'm like, instantly I open my eyes and I'm in a pantry. I'm like, how did I even get here? What happened? Right. Another one that can deliver you more time, stop drinking. Like, stop drinking alcohol, stop going to the bar, stop doing that. Trade it for water, tea, anything clear that's good for you, right? Yeah. It takes no additional time to change what you're drinking. It's hard because I can tell you that sugar that you're consuming has a hold on you. So this can be a hard transition. But try like unsweetened tea if you if if it's the the cold that you appreciate. Yeah. If it's the carbonated drink that you appreciate, try to switch to a Perrier. Or yeah. if they have all these, I don't know their names. I'm going to say them all wrong. The Lacroix, 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 and, and Bernadette. But they're, they're all those all like um, flavored waters, yeah, but yeah. carbonated. Yeah. And try try those. So you Be can careful with them. Though. They're off. tricky. Yeah, make make sure you. They take all a have a zero calorie one, and then they also have ones. It's the same with Pure Leaf, right? The unsweetened tea that I yeah. love. They only have two of them that are really zero calories. The rest are like 150 calories yeah. per bottle, and it's the, ridiculous. The ideal is that you just cut it cold and go back to drinking regular drinks. But right. um, yeah, that's definitely a big one. Another one that will give you so much time is skip breakfast. Yeah, what, now what, hold on. What just went through Whoa. your mind when we said that? Because people are like. Wait a minute, they're crazy. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Mm-hmm. I was raised believing that. Mm-hmm. There's all these people out there saying that, you know, it's so important to eat breakfast. It gets your metabolism going yeah. in the morning, this and yeah. that. Sets you, sets you up for your day. That's the big one. So it let me hit a couple of them. Day. Number one, it gets your metabolism going in the morning. Guess what else gets your metabolism going in the morning? Standing up from bed. Yeah. Walking to the bathroom. Brushing yeah. your teeth. Yeah. Doing your hair. Taking a shower. Whatever it is. All of these things already got your metabolism going, people. The difference is... You can either dine out by having breakfast or you can dine in by not having breakfast. And, and what I mean by that is 
you are going to eat one of the meals that is stored right now on your thighs or on your butt or on your arms or on your midsection. Mm-hmm. That's the meal you're going to have for breakfast. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn to dine in, which is eating your own fat. That's what your body will survive on. It will find the nutrients it needs and your metabolism is revved and it's already going. But if you skip breakfast, think about how much time that adds to your morning, right? So if you really are telling me, I don't have time, could you do a 10-minute workout in the morning instead of eating breakfast? Well, and I think so many people also believe that, yes, breakfast is the most important meal of the day and it sets you up for your day. They still struggle to eat it and it's such a chore and it's not something they enjoy and it's an on-the-go thing or another reason to stop at a fast food on your way to work because you feel so guilty that you ran out of time at home so you have to quickly stop on your way to the office and then you just end up consuming so many more calories and so much more fat and flour and sugar than you would have if you had made it at home. Skip it all together. Which leads us to our next two. Ditch the all-or-nothing mentality and ditch the guilt and worry. If you got rid of the all or nothing mentality, if you just dropped that, I'm all in. I mean, I'm only eating salads right now and I'm not eating any bad food again. The second that you trip up, because you are going to, mm-hmm. that's human nature. You are going to trip up at some point. Then the, the guilt and the worry come in and that's what drives you through the drive through restaurant, the drive through the drive through window, right? And getting the bad food. It's that guilt. If you got rid of all guilt and worry in your life, how many hours a day? Hours in a day would you free up if you didn't worry about things? I like to think you didn't feel guilty. How much mental weight loss would you have? Oh my gosh! It's like it's like our junk thing in Mm -hmm. the beginning of the the call, right? When we talked about we just got rid of a bunch of junk in the house, spring cleaning, and things like that. That's exactly what it is. When you get rid of mental clutter, you are so clear on what you want. So ditch the guilt and worry. Those are two things that do not serve you. And people are like, no, when I feel guilty, it motivates me. No, it does not. No. When you feel guilty, it puts you down yeah. every time. That it, Guilt does not equal motivation ever. That's saying that you're, you respond well to being mean to yourself. Right. So when you like... Oh, when I beat myself the, up, I'm really good. If I just slap myself once in a while, then I, I really like, focus. Great. How would you think about that if that was your partner? And yeah. They were like, I just need to slap you around so that you... You, you do better next time. That's right. awful. That's against the law. <laughs> against Think the about law. it, people. So guilt and worry should be against the law. Stop punching <laughs> yourself in the face. Don't beat um, yourself up over this. Getting accountability to something or someone. Now, I'm, I'm not saying it has to be shred life. You know, being part of this group and listening to this podcast, you already have some accountability because you're actually actively trying to improve your life, which is great. But a friend, a loved one, a husband, a wife, you know, a kid, even if you're working out with your daughter or your son or something like that, I'm just saying find accountability to someone. And even if that someone is you, because at the end of the day, giving accountability to yourself is also key, which means, and I'm not saying that just tell yourself you're going to do something because you're really good at reneging on that I stuff. I was going to say. Write it down. Write yourself a letter. Okay. Put that letter somewhere and put a note in your calendar to open it in three months time or two months time and tell yourself in that letter exactly what you're going to accomplish. And you're going to read that back to yourself. Or what I used to do is I used to actually take little post-its. I know it drove you nuts because you would take the dad's sometimes. The little post-its. And I would write down things that I know I would want. And I would write down things that I know that I would say to myself to get out of it. And I would just post them on my bathroom mirror, which I would look at every morning. Mm -hmm. And so when I went in the morning, it would say, I am strong. I am capable. I can do this. And on the other side, it would say, don't give up. It's not worth it. 
that food isn't worth it kind of thing. And I would put the things that I know that I would be like, no, and I would start raising with myself and I would go look in that mirror and I would read the response that I would tell myself when I felt good about it, right? So just be accountable in some way. It doesn't have to be to someone. Doesn't ha- You don't have to go hire someone to do this. You don't have to go join a program. Those are helpful, mm-hmm. okay? And they will get you results faster in a more guaranteed fashion. Mm-hmm. But you can be accountable to yourself and that's where you should start, number one. And And I think it's so good to just be writing down why you feel the way you feel, why you want change right now. Because once you're sort of into the weight loss and you've lost maybe 10 pounds out of your 50 pounds that you want, and you're just like, you know, this hasn't been that hard, so maybe I'll just have this cookie this one time. One thing that I made sure I did when I had gone off protocol and I started consuming flour and sugar again is I wrote down to myself why it's not worth it to ever do this again. One, because trying to detox from all of that stuff Horrible. is the worst. The worst. And, you know, my skin got bad. My moods were terrible. And I was just like, why would I ever do this to myself again? But remember this point. To detox something, you had to first tox. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So detoxing is not the problem. Yeah. It's never the problem. People, when we start out on our protocol and we try to get them really clean on, on their nutrition... And they go through detox and they're like, oh my God, it's the worst. I can't believe like... We're not talking about like juices and things like that. We're just talking about eliminating flour and and sugar, sugar, right? And so when people start going through that, the reality, what they have to remember is the detoxing is not the problem here. Mm -hmm. The toxing that that you did over years is the problem. And, And it's actually frightening to see how much control sugar and flour have over your brain and over your body because you're just like, I can't believe, like I must have been addicted to this stuff without even knowing. It is, yeah. But that's why it's so similar to when somebody's trying to do detox from drugs and things like that or alcohol. You're going through withdrawal. Oh, absolutely. And that withdrawal just spells out to you how much control those things had over you. The worse the withdrawal, the harder it is, the more addicted you were and the more... I, the more harmful that substance yeah. was for your body. Yeah. So when your detox from flour and sugar is difficult, just know that's how bad it was for your body. Yeah. That's how much of a tantrum your three-year-old body is throwing because it's not getting what it wants in the middle of a toy or a candy store. Put a donut in front of my face right now and I just slap it away because I'm just like, oh, that not a is chance. the devil because that's a slippery slope right yeah. there and it is not it's the worth. the same as putting a beer in front of an alcoholic, right? Yeah. Or a recovering alcoholic. It's hard. I'm sure part of them want it, but they also know what that does to them. And yep. that's what drives them not to. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, the last one that I have for you guys, the last tip about making or, you know, no time <laughs> or taking, giving you time back is if you're working out and you're doing these long workouts, you know, you're spending an hour at the gym every day. I am here to tell you, you do not have to do that. Okay. Shorter, more intense workouts are way more beneficial for you than the long sets at the gym. Mm-hmm. When you spend an hour at the gym, audit that time. Out of that 60 minutes, how many of those minutes are you truly working out? And how much did you spend looking around, staring at other people? Judging or worried about being judged? Or wondering about what should I do next and how much oh, longer do I arms. have to What's wait for that machine for to be ready? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so like my summer routine going on now, which I'm just starting, um, I designed a really quick 15 to 18 minute workout that I plan to do four to five times a week. I don't have to do... I don't have to leave my house for it. I don't Mm -hmm. have to do anything. And it's very simple, Mm -hmm. right? It's going to involve a series of run, fast runs or sprints when I get up to them, right? Of just around the block. And it's a small city block. It's Mm -hmm. not a big block, right? Around the block. 
and then some form of strength move in between each sprint. Mm -hmm. So I plan on doing a sprint around the block, which should take me under a minute, okay? And then I plan on spending three-minute rounds uh, on the driveway or in the garage, either, you know, boxing or sit-ups or lifting a dumbbell or something like that, some sort of strength move, and then another quick sprint. I'm taking 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And if I can't find 15 minutes that day, guess what suffers, guys? The one thing that you can control, which is when your alarm goes off. Mm -hmm. So instead of... You know, if I have to get up at 5.45 or 5.15 or whatever the case to make that extra 15 minutes work in my day, I'm going to make it work. Well, and I mean, everybody who listens to this knows how much I hate working out. I just think it's, I the, hate it. think it's the worst. Um, <laughs> no, um, you don't but, hate working out. But, you hate sweating and getting hot. Yeah. but If what you could I, work out in like a cool environment, I don't know if you would hate it as much. But what I also love to use is the fact that I have arthritis in my hand. And so for me to do a 45 minute to one hour class of something, I can't hold dumbbell. Like I can't grip onto things for very long. Otherwise my hands just kind of get stuck. She likes to tell herself that. I love to use that. But so when I, when I eliminate my drama of, no, I I can't do those kinds of things because it's just my hands, my hands will hurt too much and I just can't do that. And so if I eliminate my drama and I look at my math, I say, okay, So I'm unable to grip something for 45 minutes. So why don't I just start small and see how long I can actually go? Because the truth is, is I don't know at what point I can no longer do something. So I'm going to, every morning, for five minutes, skip. Sure. And that's one, far more than I do today. (laughs) Far more. (laughs) Far more. (laughs) That's five minutes more than you do today. I'm also eliminating the time that I spend feeling guilty and also providing excuses to myself as to why I don't work out. Right. And three, I'm still winning in gaining more minutes in my day because the trade-off of five minutes of workout versus the 30 to 45 minutes I spend telling myself why I can't work out. The guilt and the worry. Yes, exactly. Yep. I'm still coming out on top by having a good 40 minutes extra time in a day to do whatever else I need to be doing. So by giving up the struggle and actually just deciding to work out, you gained 40 minutes in your day. And who can't do five minutes of skipping? Now, don't underestimate skipping. I choose skipping because that's an all-over body workout. Yeah. But and five, five minutes of it will rock your world. Is nothing. That could even just be me standing outside while my it's son is It's nothing in time, but it's everything in results. Yes. Right? Yeah. Try it, yeah, guys. Exactly. So try to carve that out. 15 minutes a day at the most for yourself. Five minutes of that can be workout. Five minutes of that can be reading a book. And five minutes of that can be just sitting alone with your thoughts and figuring your stuff out. Or it can all be workout. It can all be a book. It can all be sitting with your thoughts. Whatever, whatever you put value on, carve the time out. Mm-hmm. That's all we're asking to do. So making time is simply about making time. Mm-hmm. There are smarter ways to do it, which we've talked about that take no real additional time, they actually just compress and save you time in your life and actually deliver you the results. But at the end of the day, the most important thing you can do right now for yourself is that audit. 86,400 seconds in a day, audit where those seconds go and make sure wherever they're going, they bring you value. Amen. Amen. I love it. Yeah. Woo. All, All right, right, guys. You have a fantastic week. And yes. we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Shred Life Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit theshredlife.com on Instagram at the underscore shred underscore life underscore and facebook.com slash shredmastermindlife. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe and we'll catch you next time on the Shred Life Podcast.